welcome to now our fifth episode of Billy and the Goat. I am here with my co-host, Kevin. Hi. <laughs> and you'll notice that it's me talking and doing all the introductions this time. So a bit of a change. Um, Kevin, you want to tell them why I'm talking? Yeah, so so as you guys know, uh, I, I work at a psych hospital. Um, and sometimes that requires using a loud voice. Uh, oftentimes it requires using a loud voice. So uh, occasionally my voice my voice uh, starts depleting, and that happens to be one of those days. So uh, Taylor's going to be taking the lead a lot today. I, I'll still be here, and I'll still be participating. But uh, Taylor, Taylor, you got this, homie. Woo, okay. So um, we have a bit of exciting news for our T-shirt giveaway. The person who won and who and left this person review. doesn't even know. <laughs> and so we have to tell him probably after the podcast because he won't be listening to this right away. I'm assuming is Chica, and you guys will recognize him because he was the first person to be interviewed on Billy and the Goat in our first episode. So if you want to hear more about Chica, go check out our first episode. If not, congratulations, Chica. You won the t-shirt. So we will be contacting you about getting that out to you. And then you can wear it and take a picture in it and send it to us or share it with us somehow because that would be great. That way you could be popular and famous. Yes. Like just, us. I was about to say just like us. <laughs> um, so today we are interviewing one of my best friends from college, and Christy Johnson. Um Christy is here on the show with us, and she is going to be talking to us about leadership and planning. So, Christy, you want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> so, Christy has some exciting news that she just got married <laughs> and changed her last name. I almost said Simpers, and I was like, wait, that's, it's not it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was weird hearing you announce me, Christy Johnson, but... I, I know. That's my name. It's it's actually official. I've had my new license and everything. So. Wow, Ooh, that's so exciting! I know. <laughs> Is that a process? So like, I, I'm so unknowledgeable yeah. to this. Like, I would I would imagine like there's a lot of red tape you got to go through. Could you there's could you walk me through so this much stuff? Yes. Well, the whole wedding planning in general, which I know you said you're fiance is starting. It's it's just a lot, and then you think it's almost over or over. You know, you get back from honeymoon, and no, there's more. There's so much more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. So you are finally done with all of that, or is there more stuff in the works to where you are officially making the transition to Johnson instead of Simper? <laughs> yeah, no, there's still so much. I mean, just think about everything you've ever put your name on, and it needs to be changed. <laughs> so there's just, yeah, there's a lot more to change, and... Still got to get out all thank you notes, reviews, oh, but really the name thing. Like, there's still so many things, like, I need to fix it on that I haven't even thought of. But it's it's a process, and everyone does it that gets married, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you're getting to it. <laughs> so so my fiancé's in a similar situation, right? I would say your uh, your last name is uh, rather unique. Uh, it's, uh -huh. it's, not, it's not as common as, say, Johnson is. Uh, in yeah. fact, I would say it's quite common, Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my my last name's Smith, and uh, Sarah's last name is a little bit more unique with Kinsey. Mm -hmm. uh, so so she's going to Sarah Smith. Um, what's 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 the what 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 does that feel like? 
what I don't know where I'm going with this question. I just want to throw it out there. No, that's really funny because I Googled it one day and Smith is the number one most common last name and Johnson's number two. Oh, sweet. So, <laughs> we got both- this down, Matt and I. <laughs> yeah, we're both becoming very basic, which is funny. But I always growing up hated my last name because it was unique. And then right around when I got engaged and realized, wow, it's changing, and which I was happy about, I kind of appreciated my name a little bit more because it made me unique. I was, I'm literally, or I was, the only Christy Simpers in the world. No one else had that name. And now I'm like one of hundreds of thousands at this point. Because Christy's still like not super common, but it's still enough to have hundreds of thousands according to, I don't know what the website's called, but you can look up who has my name. Fair enough. (laughs) So it's, I don't know, it's it's weird to have, to be literally the only one and go to one of, like I said, hundreds of thousands. And so she's going to be in the same boat and probably even more so with me because Sarah's common and Smith is the number one. So oh, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's different. That's for sure. Hard to get you used know, to. I actually I, I, think I know a Sarah Smith, <laughs> which is really ironic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought about that. So yeah, long story short, I was Christy Simper's only one in the world, and now I'm one of 100,000's Christy Johnson, but it's fun. <laughs> it's cool getting a new last name and changing everything and getting used to it. But yeah, enough about me and that. <laughs> okay. Not enough That's about a me. lie. That's a lie. This whole episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this, this yeah, <laughs> enough about that name. <laughs> this is all about Christy Johnson. So um, let's go ahead and jump into the interview then. Uh, would you want to tell us kind of about your background so people get to know a little more about you? Um, you can talk about like where you grew up. Um, if you want to go into high school, go for it. <laughs> if life not, story. Yeah, if not, you can just breeze by it. That's kind of what I did. Don't feel bad. Um, and then, yeah, so wherever you want to start. All right. Um, I didn't plan this, so let's just see what what comes yeah. out. <laughs> I grew up in kind of Hickory, Hickory area, North Carolina. Um, so small town, actually. I listened to y'all's podcast where I forgot his name. He had the fight in Hickory. <laughs> oh, yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's where I, that's where I'm from. <laughs> um, so I, I'll just skip high school. You know, I went to college at Appalachian State. So that's where Taylor and I met. Uh, freshman year of biology. A little bit about me. I was always like involved in a lot of things Um, in high school. I did tons of clubs and cheerleading and uh, track and what else did I do? A lot of different things but um, I was never what clubs in high school is Mm -hmm. that what you said? Mm -hmm. Uh, Drama club, student government, um, geez, I forgot. There was one service club. <laughs> I think it was called Juniorettes. Okay. Um, there were some other things that we had a super fans club that was like, that came out and cheered on all our athletics. Uh, there's some more, but high school was a while ago. <laughs> uh, so I don't remember all the rest, but there were a couple more. So yeah, I just did a lot of stuff. So that's kind of where it all started to be getting involved. Um, And then I went to college, and like I said, I was involved in a lot, but never the leader, so I don't really know, remember exactly what sparked in me, but then in college, I just got involved in a lot more, started taking on leadership roles, uh, which I guess we'll talk about later, doing things like that, Um, and I think just like how everyone really figured out 
or at least started to figure out, uh, find myself, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that's kind of that. I'm try. I didn't really say much about myself at all. So let me think of a little bit more. I was <laughs> uh, graduated with Taylor last May, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a risk management insurance major. Sounds really boring, but yeah. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an insurance underwriter. <laughs> To be honest, I have no clue what that is. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to explain to people that don't know, but I, so I already switched my positions, and I've only, I mean, I've been there almost a year now, but now I do, like, um, small commercial insurance accounts, and basically when they give us, give us, get a submission from an agent, I review it, like, analyze the risk, uh, use the pricing tools to figure out how it should be priced, and then it spits out a policy, goes to the agent, and then the insured gets it. So that's kind of what I do in a simple explanation. So, yeah. so you're the math person. Uh, not necessarily. Um, I mean, I like math, but with, with computers and technology, everyone always says, like, math or it's really difficult. Honestly, all the systems do most of that stuff for you. Nice. Um, so, yeah, you know, 2019 technology, and you don't really have to worry about it as much. I do some simple calculations, um, but nothing crazy. Nothing where you need one of those uh, TI-84 calculators in high school? Yeah, no, I have, like, the very basic calculator <laughs> at work. Nice. But... Yeah, anyway, and I know Taylor was talking about me getting married earlier, so I met my now husband. Uh, he was also an RMI major at App, and so now we both live in Charlotte, which we recently moved from Atlanta, and yeah, I think that sums it up. Taylor, what did I miss? I feel like I probably missed a lot. <laughs> um, There's a lot of different cities there. How'd you get, how'd you get to and from? Uh, were there, there reasonings? So, were there... Yeah, so... Matt's older than me, a year older, so he had already lived in, or he had got a job in Atlanta, and so I finished out my senior year, and I was able to get a job in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. and we lived there, well, he lived there two years, I was there about a year, and then he had the opportunity with his company, um, and they wanted to move him to Charlotte, because that's their uh, home office here. Okay. And so we had just been kind of, we liked Atlanta, but we didn't know if we wanted to move somewhere. Cause we had talked a lot about just moving out to Colorado at one point. Cause that sounded cool, <laughs> but then it was, yeah, it would be cool, but it was just too big of a move for us to not want to stay there forever. Cause we knew it'd be like probably a couple years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, we were always against moving to Charlotte cause it's not, it's about an hour 15 or so from our hometown because we're actually from the same hometown, but that's a different oh, wow. story. Yeah, we didn't meet till college, but anyway. And so we were like, oh, yeah, we're never going to go to Charlotte. And then one day it just kind of felt right, I guess. Um, and my company had an office here, so I was able to stay with the company, just switch positions. Um, and it just worked out. And so especially with the wedding and everything, it was nice to be in North Carolina doing it all. So, yeah, that's why. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, quite a quite a smooth transition. I'm, uh, I I thought there was going to be some like hardships <laughs> and stuff, and no, it was just all pretty pictures. Think, but that's just how we kind of know it was meant to be. You know, it was it was odd, um, just like how many paths were just opened. <laughs> I guess. Um, so I think it was all part of the plan that we're supposed to be here. So. <laughs> 
So, uh, okay. nope, Taylor, after you. Sorry. No, go ahead. Did you have a question? No, I didn't. I was going to move into uh, the leadership questions. Yep, that's where I was heading. So, <laughs> Great minds think Christy, alike. <laughs> how, why did you pick leadership and planning that you wanted to talk about, first off? Um, <laughs> it was hard to try to think about something uh, or like one specific thing because um, I talked about like preparation, leadership, planning, some other things. <laughs> Not to say that I'm a jack of all trades because but other people might say so. I don't like to say that about myself, but <laughs> um, I just think trying to, I always like to give advice to others and try to help out as much as I can from any of my experience. Um, and I thought at least in that way, I could maybe share some tips or advice or experience with whoever's listening. So. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. That's, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who are listening, she is the jack of all trades. Um, <laughs> she, I have never met one person so good at everything that she tries and gets her hands into. And, oh uh, and she <laughs> is also like one of the busiest people <laughs> I think I have ever known. So can you just talk about all of the leadership positions that you had in college and all of the clubs and everything that you were involved in? Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I need to pull up my resume, right? Uh, that's been no. hey. here. I don't remember. <laughs> um, so I started out um, with joining a sorority, and that was just in my initial freshman year. You know, I need to get involved. And like I had said, I was involved in high school, so I knew I wanted to continue that in college. But college is intimidating, right, when you get there, especially with everything and everyone going on and everyone has friends it seems like and already in their little groups and so that just seemed easy for me to mm -hmm. join in that way um once I got into that I started wanting to take up leadership roles and then it's kind of like I just wanted more and I I think I can just simplify it down to just dreaming big which I never really thought about it in that way but I think I just wanted more for myself and I wanted to do something bigger and I don't know, leave a mark or, and look back on college and be like, yeah, I, I did, I did something good, you know, um, and made a difference in some way. So then mm -hmm. my Taylor, I think it was my, our sophomore year <laughs> at the beginning. This is so bad. I can't remember exactly when, but, um, if anyone has heard of love your melon, Yes. I'm pretty sure it was yes, sophomore year. I have one of those. <laughs> you were you I one, have one of those? Buy one when we started it. <laughs> um, unfortunately, <laughs> so my fiance also uh, does does oh, uh, yeah. love your melon in uh, Greenville. I remember her reaching out to me about that actually. Yeah. I think she started it there later on, like because like she's our age, like her our junior or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally yeah. remember that. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. I remember her asking me about that. But anywho, so that was, I guess, my first step sophomore year. So, so I love your so melon. You started the whole club, correct? Well, yeah, on, at, app, on campus. At yeah, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't claim it for um, the whole company because obviously some awesome people up north, or I think it was like Minnesota. Yeah, something like that. Got me. Maybe Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm not really sure, but. But anyway, they started it, and um, I was just surprised. Basically, it's a 
organization that sells it started with selling beanies and things like that and then they would buy one if you buy one they would give one to a kid with cancer um and then it turned into they were buying that if you buy it um a certain amount of the proceeds go to cancer research and they have tons of organizations that they are involved with um and especially living in boone north carolina where everyone wears beanies especially like most of the year when it's freezing i was just yeah, shocked. Hippies. <laughs> yeah and i was just so shocked it wasn't already at um app once i found it and then i just kind of went with it and I think I applied to start an app, <laughs> and I so I contacted them and applied for to open um, campus organization there, and then it started with finding people to um, start it with me, and Taylor came aboard and helped me, and that was kind of like my first, um, I guess, jump and trying to start something and own it. And I kind of got to form it from the ground up, which was fun. Um, and I just really wanted to do something. I didn't know what when I before I found it. I just wanted to do something to impact others in a positive way and make a difference. And I know that Taylor and I both had the opportunity to visit a lot of different uh, kids who were um, battling cancer, different types um, in different areas around us. And that was just really impactful and to be able to help them and bring them joy. And we brought them little gifts and beanies and just spend time with them. And now um, did you guys, did you guys get to do the, uh, superhero, uh, days or something like that? Yeah, we did. Um, we, I don't remember what year, cause originally only like the biggest, like organizations, cause there's some throughout different college campuses got to do it. And we had the, unfortunate situation that we were in Boone, North Carolina, not near a major hospital. Uh, um, that was why it was a little more difficult for us to get to do it as often because it would be like whatever school was by the biggest hospital. And um, could you, could you explain what that is? The superhero day? Oh yeah. So superhero day, they started where basically you dress up as superheroes and um, like all the people that are part of love your melon. And we would go to, um, local hospitals, local, um, I think they had it at Ronald McDonald houses, um, different things like that all in one day and visit with thousands of kids, you know, nationwide and bring them beanies and gifts and <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just visit with them and have a fun time. Um, and they're, they're, they always add stuff every year, so there might be more to it now <laughs> that we're no longer in it. But it's just a really awesome day. And so we ended up getting to go, I don't believe, I think it was my senior year. I think We so. finally got to, yeah, we got to um, go to Charlotte at the Levine Children's Hospital and visit with them and deliver beanies. And that was, I think, one of our main visits where we really got to visit with multiple children. Because usually all, it was like going to the home of them or mm -hmm. wherever they were, um, which that was great too, really focusing on them, but getting to visit with so many in one day and it was just the sweetest thing. And just to see these kids were so grateful and so sweet. And after like everything they have dealt with, I still remember I ne never got his name because we were just trying to go through room to room and get as many kids as we could. Um, but we just knocked on the door and he came in and, um, they were doing some tests on him and 
even no matter what he was going through, he just like lit up and I gave him the beanie and he like wrapped his arms around me and hugged me and said, he, thank you so much. And he was so excited about it. And still to this day, I think about that little boy and I just hope he's doing well. I wish I could have like stayed in contact with him more, but those kinds of moments just are so incredible and just see how amazing those kids are. And that was something I was just so grateful to be able to be a part of. The kids are happy and the tears are flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So go from love your melon to what next? What kind of sparked your leadership after that? Yeah. So I had held some other roles um, in my sorority um, and little things here and there. But my next big thing, I guess, um, was I, so there I'm in an, I was in an organization called Gamma Ota Sigma, which was for my, um, major risk management insurance. And so we had, um, that group on campus and I had gotten involved once cause I changed my major again, uh, the end of sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So going into junior year, I just wanted to get really involved because I don't, like to just do anything halfway. I like to <laughs> go for it and <coughs> dream big, I guess, and uh, really get involved as much as I can in whatever I'm doing. And so I just got really involved with it. And then after my junior year, I was like, I'm going to become president. <laughs> and it was just like nice. dreaming big and um, working hard and hoping for the best. And um, yeah, so I ended up applying for that. And I won it, and that is what I took on senior year, which was an exciting task, especially because it came with working with a lot of professionals. We had a whole board of industry professionals um, that just give their time and also donations from themselves and their company um, to help fund our program. And so it's called the Brantley Board. And so I got to be the student rep on that Mm -hmm. um, and learn a lot about that, Um, learn a lot of life skills and things like that. And so that was my other, I guess, big uh, role I took on. So then my senior year, I so for my sophomore, junior and senior year, I was uh, running Love Your Melon. And then I also was president of Gamma um, my senior year as well. Okay. So, um, how would you have said that, like, preparation kind of goes into all of this, like all of your leadership positions, and then also just kind of anything that you were really involved in, both in college and after? I know it's kind of a big question. (laughs) (laughs) I can unpack it if you want. Um, I will try to answer that, and then you can add in additional questions if I don't do it right. (laughs) But um, I guess. So I'm, as you had mentioned earlier, but I was always loved to be extremely busy. Like I also had jobs in college, other additional involvement where I maybe wasn't the president, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just had a lot on my plate, but that's how I love. I love it. I love just going fast pace. Um, that's where I thrive. That's where I, I feel the most accomplished, you know, get the most done, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all of that, if you have that much on your plate, you have to be prepared. So I just think a part of um, really dreaming big and accomplishing a lot, preparation just kind of goes hand in hand with that. Um, If you really want to, I mean, maybe some people can do it without, but I think if you really want to 
excel in a lot of things, you need to be prepared for it. Um, and preparing, the word prepared is just kind of the simple version of it, but um, in it, like uh, narrowing it down, but always just, I guess, I, I'm always doing my research. I always have lists. I always have everything planned out uh, way in advance. I have a list of 20 scenarios in my head of one thing that can happen um, as soon as I think, you know, hear about it. Um, it's a lot of little things like that altogether um, that made me is personally able to get it all done and excel and do it well, even with a lot on my plate. Um, and I think that's just something really important for people to learn. I mean, because even in my day-to-day -day job now, um, being prepared for anything that's going to come your way, being um, prepared for whatever, you know, for me, whatever account I just worked on. Um, and I think that when I was thinking about this, I never really realized that I believe that preparation kind of goes hand in hand with uh, leadership and excelling in a lot of ways. And mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of where I paired those two together. Okay. Um, so as far as, like, say you are talking to somebody who is not the preparation planning type person at all like they hate it they are they push everything off to the very last minute so me Have, just just, yeah. just attack me directly <laughs> i mean kevin i wasn't gonna do any name calling just attack me directly. Out there. <laughs> i just meant in a general sense like what what kind of tips would you give what them what would you tell me to do yeah like <laughs> Um, so <laughs> actually my husband, which that's weird to say, but my husband the same exact way. I like this um, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where we're opposites in that uh, nature. And I think for some people it comes harder than others. Um, but I know for him, it's kind of just the effort of trying <laughs> and doing as much as you can. So I've, I mean, there's times when I've just like encouraged him just to start trying to prepare, just to think of what things in a different way. And, um, then that's able to help him. It, it's maybe, I guess, hard for someone that hates to, you know, you said you hate to prepare in ways or think about things like that. Um, but if you, I feel like if you also just don't think of it in that way, like, oh, that's extra work. I know that's what, how he says, I don't want to think yep. about that. <laughs> I don't want to take the time to do it. But then again, what if you really care about something, you're going to take the extra time to work and prepare. And I'm sure you with this podcast, you've prepared in ways that you haven't even realized. <laughs> and that's that made true. this podcast cool and I so I also think it's kind of like the stigma of like the extra work that people don't want to put in and think of it that way that makes it so much harder um but I would just say small steps like everything you have to ever do is just small starts and in small increments because it's not like one day you can just wake up and be the most prepared person and have everything planned and written out and completed that's just not gonna happen <laughs> um so, yeah, I, I kind of just think of it that way. Kind of change your attitude on things in some ways, too. Um, and then don't think of it in that way and start from small increments in that way. So, yeah. No, no, that makes <laughs> sense. Been around in a circle for that. 
<laughs> um, you know, one of the things that I had kind of noticed the theme of as you were speaking was that, like, uh, definitely a, a personality trait of, like, drivenness and uh, as you, as you kind of described the planning um, as a skill or a trait that you need. Um, are there other other skills or traits that you think a good leader would possess? I think um, it's also important to be willing to work hard, which, like I said, I think that could kind of go hand in hand with preparation. Like you have to put in the time and effort and the hard work for whatever you're doing. And then also I think as mm-hmm. a leader, it's simple. You just need to dream big, really, because I like I. I didn't really get into this because we don't have that much time for me to really explain everything about life or this, like the short version, but to dream big. And what I kind of said in high school, like I did a lot, um, but I never really, I guess, even had really believed in myself enough, like, oh, I'm good enough to do this. And I think once I got to college, I just kind of learned more about myself and decided why not. Like, and that's how anyone becomes success, successful. They think, why not me? Or why can't I do that? And then they do it. And so to be a really good leader, I think it's important to just dream big and also believe in yourself. And then you can do so much more than you ever thought you could. And it, sometimes that's hard, especially, like I said, I would have never thought that would come out of my mouth when I was in high school or mm-hmm. that I would be able to do, you know, some of the things I've accomplished and, I just think that is one of the first basic things, just dream big and have confidence in yourself. Um, and I think as an leader, that also makes you really effective. Gotcha. So definitely confidence is a huge factor. Are there other um, traits or skills that an individual would need? Um, I'd also say I, I, I'll simplify down to just honesty. Um, I think your character build people aren't going to respect you if you don't come off as, or if you just plainly aren't an honest person. Um, and I actually asked my mom <laughs> about what am I good at when <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say in this podcast. Like, I feel like I have a lot of good stuff to say, but I, I have no idea. And um, she had said that I was, honest up to the point where she made it, she worded it so well, but I don't have it in front of me, but basically that I'm honest up into a point where I, um, honest, not like, I guess, honest without a fault, but I never say it in a way that hurts people or, you know, upsets mm-hmm. people. And so I think that <laughs> that's really poor wording. I should have, I should have been more prepared. See, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> kind, of, kind of like that honesty with humility kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And I think those two go hand in hand and are also really important about being a leader because you want someone who's really going to tell you like it is, but also in a respectful way. And like you said, just in a humility, have that humility. And um, yeah, I I think that comes off. um, It ends up having, you have more people respect you and not follow you in like a weird way, but you know, like (laughs) a cult. yeah exactly I I mean you know that actually kind of brings up an interesting point like there I mean would that person be considered an effective leader oh (laughs) um 
It depends uh, how you look at that. Um, I think there's a lot of more twisted things typically happening in cults that would make them uh, not as a, maybe effective in one way, but also a really bad person in other ways. But that's probably a whole different. Uh, well, let's take away. Let's take away the moral <laughs> aspect. Because, like, yeah, I can agree. I Wait, can agree Kevin. Like... Kevin, he tries to bring this up. And get out of here with that. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm just. I'm just curious for a second. Because like it, this kind of reminds me of like uh, what Chica uh, had kind of stated in uh, the very first episode. How like so he was t- uh, speaking Christy on public speaking, and uh, mm-hmm. we were discussing how like a uh, a person who uh, leads the KKK, how he's still a good public speaker despite moral backgrounds. Is that that's, could that's could true. that be sim- I, could that be similar here? Uh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> sounds bad but because thinking obviously there's so many moral things and other issues with that but I mean to be able to have anyone want to follow you you obviously had some traits some leadership traits to get them to put their faith in you which that's a whole nother conversation but I mean yeah don't get me wrong like yeah don't get me wrong I'm against the cult that's not a good idea (laughs) (laughs) but Like, have you seen, like, some of these cults? Like, some of these cults are huge. And, like, that sounds like they're doing a good job as a leader. I mean, I don't, like, agree with what they're saying, but, like... Like, That's true. That actually brings me... Because I was also going to mention, I forgot, like, uh, persuading and influencing others. Um, And I think that was also a skill I developed and helped as an effective leader. And honestly, that goes right into that. That clearly they were good at influencing others. (laughs) Moral of the story. Moral of the story. Cult leaders are great leaders. (laughs) (laughs) They they do a great job. (laughs) Let's talk politics. Anyways, so Christy, kind of to piggyback off of something that you had said earlier, what would you say like your biggest accomplishment to this point has been? I know it's kind of, it might be a hard question, but. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh. Oh, Uh, that's a tough question. And Um, it could be either like professional, personal life, anything. I mean, it's obviously being on the Billy and the Goat podcast, but what's your second one? Yeah. Okay. So let me think my second one. <laughs> so this comes to mind and it I'm sure there's something else that is probably better but this I'm going to say it anyway. So I uh, think this goes back to believing in yourself and just having that confidence and um in in yourself and I like I said I never used to especially when I was younger have that. Um and so I started as I you know took on more roles and um was more successful in things like uh, having more of that um, confidence and really believing in myself. And so my um, senior year, I applied for this um, national scholarship. I think it was worldwide, but I don't know how, I know some people from other countries were in it. And um, anyway, it was to go to this uh, big event and they selected, I think like 37 throughout the country and the world because there were some from India and um, I don't remember what all countries were involved but anyway it was for my major um, but it was like a um, corporate event so it's called RIMS 
Uh, and this, honestly, to try to explain that all to you all would be a lot, but uh, it's a big insurance event where all, everyone comes together, um, and it's huge, and it's really cool, actually. Uh, but it was in San Antonio, sure. and I um, first was in my department uh, by my professor selected to apply, and it's hard, like I said, I think this just proves maybe not my biggest accomplishment, but the growth um, and believing in yourself, which I kind of wanted to hit on again, is that I would never like want to apply for things like this, especially like in high school, like freshman year me from in college even wouldn't have thought like that I would want to do something like that or have the confidence like why would they want to choose me out of, you know, everyone in the world. And I think through. um everything that I kind of mentioned very briefly and developed is that by, you know, believing in yourself, big things can happen and just, you need to dream big. And I think even as I've gotten older, I just want to push that harder. So I've spent in circles, but basically what happened is I applied for it and I ended up being selected. And that was just really huge for me. Um, cause it kind of just made me realize, you know, I can do this. I, um, they did select me, you know, my essay was good enough, all of that. Nice. Um, and I was able to go. And like I said, that's not my biggest accomplishment. It just came to mind because I just really want to, you know, people to realize that they can do things and you really just have to believe in yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to be able to do anything because your mind is so powerful that it can prevent you um, from excelling. And I think I've just learned that more and more as I've gotten older um, and learn more about myself. And I just think that's really important for everyone to realize. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was a huge accomplishment. And I remember how excited you were about it. So um, even if it's not your biggest, it was huge. So that was awesome. Um, now, uh, I'm going to jump in for just a second. Now, when it okay. comes to like um, believing in yourself, having confidence, dreaming big, um, you had mentioned that that was like, that's something that you didn't think about before. And then, um, uh, not moments later, but a, a distance, a, a amount of time later that you were comfortable. Uh, what changed or how did you get to that point? Uh, for me, I think it was just all my experiences put together. Like I said, I've, I've given a very like brief synopsis of everything. Uh, but just over time, like taking on these leadership roles, um, taking on more, you know, I had a, uh, jobs, more, you know, working with college majors and uh, different people I met in school, like who you meet influences you as well. And I just think um, just slowly, I mean, I think people really joke about, you know, you find yourself in college, but you kind of do <laughs> like oh, you yeah, really definitely. do develop into who you're supposed to be and more of yourself that you never thought you were in high school where you had grown up with those people and uh, didn't really know what you were going to do or who you were. Um, and I think just over time, that is what led me to believe that. And I also love like personal development and nerdy things like that. And so I probably read a lot of things and motivational books and things like that. But I just think it really impacts you and, and helps you to be a better leader and better prepared and for whatever life's going to throw at you and so I that's kind of how <laughs> so that kind of sounds like what you would recommend to someone who maybe is looking to uh follow in those footsteps to you said to kind of like read into things is that what you meant um 
Uh, a little different. Uh, for someone who is maybe not a leader and is looking to become one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think it slowly starts with believing in yourself before you can become a leader, uh, you know, really excelling at hard work and all those things. If your starting ground is first believing in yourself um, and figuring out who you are. Um, and like for some people who don't know, like it just really comes over time. Um, and then working working towards that, like really wanting to know. Like some people don't try to learn more or do anything and they're just settling with where they are. And I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's okay. But if you want to excel in any sort of way, I think it just first starts within. <laughs> now I sound like this weird motivational speaker. But <laughs> that's a whole nother. Nah, you were on that gig about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. No, 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 just, no, that's great. This is a conversation, so I'm just spilling exactly. out whatever. <laughs> that is perfectly You're doing a great fine. Job. Yes. <laughs> All right. So last question, because I have to get out of here. Um, do you have anything kind of like up and coming? Do you have, are you planning for anything coming up? The president? Are you running for presidency? <laughs> are yeah, you I actually it? am. No. Uh, oh, that'd for me, 2020. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I never like to count anything out. And <laughs> uh, Are we hearing an announcement? The very first presidential announcement on Lillian the Ghost? Hello. No. Yeah. Hi. Uh, running against Christy Johnson, 2020. Um, you know, I, I mean, th- that sounds really funny. And no, I'm not going to do anything like that. But it kind of is like, why not? You know, why couldn't I? <laughs> and it's I know that true. sounds ridiculous. But I think that's just something like I kind of have stressed on is like, dream big why can't you do it and so as far as your question I just came off of a ton of wedding planning which I did everything myself and people who don't know nothing about weddings or don't care probably have no idea how much work it all is but it's a lot and so I just finished up with that um, trying to take a small little break Uh, but here I am uh, should be just you know enjoying the calm life for a little bit but Taylor you know me and that's just not me and so (laughs) I have already uh, talked to Matt which is is my husband about I want to I've learned some sign language in very very limited Spanish and I've wanted to learn both of those so I want to take on learning languages but uh, this is way not uh, way not in the even in the works yet but my goal is to start a nonprofit eventually, and that's way, way a lot of hard work, but I don't like to settle with anything, and I think as good, I have a great job, but I think why not dream big, and I think it's, for me, which I kind of touched on, I really want to impact others and make a difference, and I don't exactly know all the works yet. Matt and I have talked about some stuff, but we're kind of just waiting for whatever's supposed to happen. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what my future holds. I'm now a married woman, and everything's a little bit different, but I don't think or want that to stop anything. And I think there's a lot of exciting things ahead. So, <laughs> yes. Wow, that would be really exciting. So, <laughs> I, so everybody knows here that Christy Johnson just announced 
for the first time ever in public run. that uh, first off, she was going to run for president, and second off, <laughs> she wants to eventually have the goal of starting her own nonprofit. What a better candidate, uh, presidential <laughs> candidate, really a nonprofit starter, right here, Christy Johnson. <laughs> I, I used to want to be a politician. Like, I really think. Oh, well, I see, also wasn't. I was in student government in college, too. I totally forgot that. But anyway. <laughs> but, but I really right. always be one. But, uh, you know, politic, politicians are nasty people usually. So, sadly, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you got to well. bring the, uh, the niceness back to policies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, just, uh, just uh, but thank you, Christy, for coming on the show here. And uh, yes, thank you. Thank you. Speaking your wisdom. Well, me and I tried to sp- spill out some knowledge, but hopefully it was interesting. <laughs> I think I think you did a great job. <laughs> you I think did you great. did a great job. Um, with that said, though, uh, last last bit of, uh, of advice, guys. Uh, we still got our Facebook at uh, Billy and the Goat. That's our main point of contact. But you can still feel free to email us at Billy and the Goat One at Gmail dot com. Um, check us out on our website, billyandthegoat.wordpress.com. We still got a shop up there. Uh, there's a few items still left at the promotional prices there, so make sure you grab those before we, uh, before before those prices start going up. Um, again, congratulations to to Chica and uh, for winning that T-shirt. Uh, I'll have to get in touch with you. Uh, or maybe we don't tell him and force him to listen to the podcast. <laughs> and if I he doesn't listen idea. to it, he doesn't get it. <laughs> Uh, well, we could. We could nah, do, I'm not that. Gonna do that. Was, <laughs> like, I still got to see that kid later. So I'm not, I'm not going to. Hey, Kevin, whatever happened to that contest? Ah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> oh, this is true. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, Christy, for uh, being on the show one Thank more time. Thank you. I had fun. I, I have really enjoyed listening to this podcast. Taylor, you're killing it. And I don't know you personally, Kevin, but now I feel like we're friends. So you're killing yeah. it too. That's all we need. That's all we need. Yes. Boost my so. ego just a little bit more. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on the show, people, and come be friends with Kevin and I, because clearly that's what happens. We're it's making a good friends time. here. Do it. <laughs> and uh, with that, guys, uh, if polygamy was legal, I'd marry all. Uh, of no, this is not going. <laughs>